Thank you. Good morning. There used to be um, a, a minister um, when he got in front of his congregation, just when he was about to preach, he'd always take his watch off and he would put it down in front of him like that. And he did this all the time. And one morning, a little boy said to his daddy, he says, Daddy, what, what does it mean when the minister does that with his watch? And his father said, not a thing, not a thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you like that one, Don, do you? I've got my watch in front of me because, as you know, um, I, I don't like to go on uh, too long, and I'm sure you don't want that either. Um, but it's wonderful to be here. I've got some fans with me this morning. Can you believe that? I've got some fans. They're occupying the uh, second row up there. I don't know if there's any more, but uh, glad to see Richard and Janet and Sue and Pam uh, from my old church. Uh, somehow they got to hear I was here and speaking, and, and they're here. Gluttons for punishment, that's all I can say. Famous words, that's what you've been looking at, famous words. Um, there's so many, isn't there? Um, it's hard to uh, pinpoint one particular or even ten uh, because there's so many famous words. But I do want to talk um, on a passage of Scripture that is quite famous. If you have a Bible, maybe you, you would turn to Galatians chapter 5. And there's one verse of Scripture particularly that people are very familiar with, which is one of... Um, one of my favorites, but uh, we'll look at it in its context, which is always important. It's always important to see verses in their context. Galatians chapter 5, and we'll start to read from verse 16 to the uh, end, end of the chapel, chapter. Galatians 5, verse 16. So I say, live by the Spirit. I'm glad that Dan made mention of the Spirit this morning. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, uh, doesn't make pleasant reading this, does it? Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. Let's get through this quickly. Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. In other words, he's saying the, the list isn't even full here. There's still more garbage that can be added as well. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But this is nice. This is nice. But, thank God for the buts in Scripture, eh? Thank God for the buts. But, in contrast to that, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, just put your, just imagine this is talking about you, all right? Jim McGlade is love. Jim McGlade is joy and peace. Put your own name in there, right? Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, 
Let us keep in step with the Spirit. That's important. Let's keep in step with the Spirit. I'll come back to that in, the, in a few moments. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, uh, provoking and envying each other. Um, God's blessing be upon his word this morning. I, I like the story about the um, married couple who had been married for something like 40 years. And they were known for their battles and their, and their arguments. Eventually, they, they died, as we all have to do someday. And they were buried in the same grave. And the family decided to put a verse of scripture on the tombstone, taken from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 2. This is the authorized version. And the verse read, their warfare is ended. <laughs> well, this morning, I, I, I want to talk about a warfare that never ends. In, in fact, as long as I am in this human body, as, uh, as long as I'm still alive or until Jesus comes, I am going to be in this warfare. It is the warfare that exists between the flesh and the spirit. Just highlighting that verse of scripture. It says there, the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. Are you conscious, maybe even since you become a Christian, that there is a battle going on inside you? Are you conscious of that? You can nod your head. That's good. That encourages me. You know what? That's a good sign. That's not a bad sign. That is a good sign. It's an indication that God is at work within your heart. And the flesh battles against the spirit because the spirit is opposed to what the flesh is doing and the flesh is opposed to what the spirit is doing within our lives. So two questions very quickly. What is the flesh? Well, it's more than just my body, the tissue that covers my skeleton, the flesh is that part of me that wants to do wrong. I've been a Christian now for over 50 years, but I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. There's still a part of me that wants to do wrong. Anybody else identify with that? Please, you can, because, you know, I'll begin to think I'm something seriously wrong with me if you don't help me here a little bit. There's a part of me that still wants to do wrong. It is my lower self. It is my sinful nature. So what is the sinful nature? It is my lower self. It is that part of me that wants to do wrong. But thank God we don't stay there. Who is the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Theologians refer to him as the third member of the Godhead. And at the beginning of our Christian life, uh, he comes into our lives to help us live the Christian life. That's why I was so glad about the verse of scripture that Dan read this morning from Ezekiel, where God promises, I will put my spirit within you, which will enable you to keep my commands. Because how many know we cannot live the Christian life in our own steam? We need the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes into our lives to make the Christian life possible. But the flesh and the spirit, guess what? They don't get on with one another. They're in a constant feud. So let's look at these two enemies. We've all heard the expression, 
the best of friends. You might have a friend who you think, well, she's my, or he's my very best friend. We're the best of friends. Well, I want to talk about the worst of enemies. Because the flesh and the spirit are the worst of enemies. All right, a few things, very quickly. First of all, these two enemies, um, they reside within us. You see, this battle that I'm talking about, it's not in some geographical uh, battle. Well, it is to an extent because the, the battle goes on. The battle goes on within my being, within, within my, my heart. Uh, I almost got in contact with Dan, uh, Dan and, uh, to, to see if I could get a, a, a boxing ring on the uh, screen there. I'm sure I, we probably could have done that. But in the end, I, I, I didn't do it. But I, I love this analogy of, 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 of boxing. Uh, in, in, a, in a boxing ring, how many have seen the move, uh, movie Rocky? Hey, the Italian stallion, eh? <laughs> but you know, in this battle that goes on, it's, it's, not, it's not the Italian stallion against Apollo Creed, but it is the flesh battling against the spirit. And it's going on there every day, every morning I wake up, I'm there, I'm, I'm fighting it, it's a battle. I, I see some of you smiling because that's a good indication. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a struggle, it's, it's, it's a battle. In fact, I'm pretty certain that what Paul talks about at the end of Romans chapter 7 is exactly the same what he's talking about here. He said, there's a war going on within me. And I want to do good things, but I can't. But thankfully, he goes into the chapter of the Holy Spirit in chapter 8, which is full of the Holy Spirit. He says, who's, who's going to help me? How am I going to be delivered from this body of death? He says, I thank my God. And then he goes into Romans chapter 8, the chapter of the Holy Spirit, which makes it possible. And then Peter in his epistle, he says, um, he says, abstain from fleshly lusts that war against your soul. There's a war going on. There's a, there's a feud. And it's going on constantly. I I have got an eagle in me that wants to soar. Ooh, you've got it in you as well. You've got an eagle in you that wants to soar, but at the same time, you've got a, a hippo that is just happy to wallow in the mud. <laughs> Two natures beat within my breast. The one is foul, the other blessed. One I love. The other I hate, the one I feed, will dominate. Come on, Don, you fancy going around with me? Come on. <laughs> Do you? No. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't last. You wouldn't last. <laughs> I tell you, the, the breeze of that, you get pneumonia. I tell you, no. I would just fly like a butterfly and sting like a bee. You know, I'd, I, and I wouldn't want your children to see it as well because they'd be embarrassed, you know, that. That old man there could take care of my dad as easy as that, you know. <laughs> I had a good friend call to see us yesterday, Hawkan Lindbergh. I've known him for 40 years now. And, you know, he, this is the second time he's, got, he's done this. He's, he's left Stockholm to come to be with us just to give me some support. 
So quite a distance to travel, isn't it? But in Stockholm, beautiful city, there's a museum. I suppose there's museums in every city, isn't there? But, but in this one particular mu museum, there's a, there's, a, there's a statue of what is known as the belt wrestlers. And there are two guys in conflict. They've both got daggers in their, in their hands, okay? <laughs> and, they're, and they're wrapped around by this belt, and they can't escape one another, and it's a fight to the finish. And I said, wow, that's like our sinful nature in the spirit, isn't it? We, we can't escape it. It's a battle. It's a fight. Are you still with me? You're not too depressed, are you? <laughs> I hope not. The worst of enemies. They, re they reside within me. The second thing I want to say is that these two enemies, they, they are, as, as I've said already, they are absolutely poles apart. Poles apart. They are so different. That's, in, in actual fact, the book of Galatians is a book of sharp contrast. You've got the law versus grace. You've got bondage versus freedom. You've got the works of the flesh versus the spirit. It, it is a book of, of, of sharp contrast. And once again, going back to the analogy of, of the ring when the two fighters come in, uh, the flesh and the spirit. In one corner, we have, we have the, the flesh. Everything that is bad about us comes from the flesh. And then he talks about the, the, the spirit, every, everything that is good about us. I'll introduce the spirit. Everything that is good about us, Christ-like nature, love, joy, peace, etc. It all stems, it all originates from him. They are poles apart. Now, the sinful nature tries to bring out the worst in us. Come on, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Somebody irritates you. Dan has this problem with drivers, don't you? You know, who cut across you and so on. Like, you know, oh, it, it, it provokes some, a bit of annoyance. Or, or I, I, it happens to me as well, you know. Certain people just rub me up the, and, and right away. You know, the, the, the flesh is trying to bring out the worst that is within me. And this doesn't make pleasant reading, does it? Oh, I've got to put my glasses on. Oh, look at this. Sexual immorality, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, jealousy, fits of rage. Oh, selfish ambition, envy, drunkenness, orgies. And that's, and that's not even the full list. And he says, and the like. Ever been to New York? Anybody here ever been to New York City? I feel a song coming on, don't you, Don? <laughs> so let's start spreading the news. I'm, le I'm leaving tonight. You know, I, I even got my son-in-law into Frank Sinatra now. He, he quite likes I quite enjoy listening to a Frank Sinatra song. All the singers today, they sound the same to me. I don't know why, but never mind. To me, to me, I'm sure they're not, but to me, they all sound the same. So occasionally, just to listen to a, oh, that was nice. That was a nice Frank Sinatra song, wasn't it? But my favorite is New York, New York. That's a great song, isn't it? It's got nothing to do with my message, but it's a great song. <laughs> All right. What was going to talk about? Yeah, I went there uh, for our 40th wedding anniversary. 
And I read this story about uh, at one time in, uh, in New York, there was a, uh, a rubbish strike. So the rubbish was accumulating uh, pile after pile after pile. And one guy came up with a very ingenious idea to get rid of his rubbish. If you've been to New York, you've probably heard about Macy's, the upmarket uh, supermarket. And what this guy did every night, he got all his stinking rubbish and he put it inside a Macy box, tied it up with ribbons, and left it outside his door, and each night the rubbish was stolen. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine the horror of that person thinking they get, oh, Macy, and then they opened up nothing to do, a bunch of foul, stinking garbage. You know, you may say, looking at me, wow, isn't that Jim McGlade, isn't he? Wow, isn't he a nice guy? I hope you think that anyways. You might think Dan and Carl. Oh, aren't they, aren't they nice guys, don't they? But I want to say, I've got something within my nature. And, and I could fool you. you. You might think, wow. But I've got, I've got a, I, Jim McGlade knows he's got a sinful nature that can possibly do any of the garbage that is the Apostle Paul talks about here. Because the sinful nature is embedded within us. Some people say when you become a Christian, it dies. If that's true, I don't know what has been wrong with me for the last 50 years. Because <laughs> I've battled for 50 years. Oh no, it's dead. The sinful nature has died. Oh, he's still very much alive in me, I'm afraid. The sinful nature tries to bring out the worst in us. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, He seeks to bring out the Christ who is within us. The Holy Spirit is the... And, and, and you know, if you've never experienced the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit or, or a spirit baptism or, or whatever you want, you, you know, be prayed for that you'll, that you'll receive the Spirit's power. And, and we need to receive the, the Spirit's power on a, on a daily basis, I, I, I believe. But the, the Holy Spirit is, is the reason why we don't have to be trapped in all that garbage that we read about there, jealousy and envy and drunkenness and all that stuff that is so unglorifying to God. God, when we as Christians get involved with it, but it's possible for us to get involved with it. He is the reason why we can live a Christ-like life. And I believe that the fruit of the Spirit here, in many respects, is just uh, an indication of the life of Christ being lived out within us. Let me just read something to you. This is uh, by a fellow called... Um, Jay Packer, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. He says, love is the Christ-like reaction to people's malice. Joy is the Christ-like reaction to depressing circumstances. Peace is the Christ-like reaction to troubles, threats, and invitations to anxiety. Patience is the Christ-like reaction to all that is maddening. Kindness is the Christ-like reaction to all that is unkind. Goodness is the Christ-like reaction 
to bad people and bad behavior, faithfulness and gentleness are the Christ-like reaction to lies and fury. Self-control is the Christ-like reaction to every situation that goads you to lose your cool and hit. Let me, let me try to put this another way as regards the fruit of the Spirit. Did you know that when you go and visit somebody in hospital, and I do a lot of that as a chaplain over at the, at the Hallamshire, but I've always, did you know that when you go and visit somebody in hospital, you can manifest all the fruit of the Spirit? I'll explain. You'll, you can manifest love by going to see them, joy by cheering them up. They just had an operation. Peace, by calming them down if they're a bit concerned. Patience, by listening to the details of the operation. Kindness, by bringing a, a bunch of grapes. Goodness, by looking after their children, if they have children when they're in hospital. Faithfulness, by coming to visit them on a daily basis. And gentleness, by making certain that they are comfortable while they're in bed and self-control by not eating the grapes. <laughs> so you can manifest all the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit, uh, if I was boiled down and asked, what, what is your all-time favorite verse of Scripture? I tell you, that verse of Scripture wouldn't be far off. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. The Holy Spirit seeks to bring out the Christ who is within us. He is opposed to what the flesh is doing. The flesh is opposed to what the Spirit is doing. They are in conflict with one another. Both are trying to get the, the, the upper hand. Let, 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 me, let me go on quickly. The worst of two enemies. They, they reside within us. They are, as we've looked at already, poles apart. The last point is, they are seeking ascendancy. Both are seeking ascendancy. There's a, there's a verse of scripture, you can, you, you can read about it, way back in the book of Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 3, I think it is, where it says that the house of David grew stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. I believe that the Holy Spirit, it should be our desire that the Holy Spirit, the influence of the Holy Spirit, bringing out the character of Christ in our life, it should be our desire that, that it will grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And it should also be our desire that the flesh grows weaker and weaker, that the Spirit will have the ascendancy in our lives. But guess what? That just does not happen. I just don't wake up in the morning and the Holy Spirit has made me so like Jesus. Oh, there's a halo over my head and I'm walking the street and it says, oh, there's Jesus passing in there. You know, it doesn't just happen like that. God's not going to do for you something that you should do for yourself. Did you know that? It was like the young girl who went to the minister and he says, well, will you pray that God will wake me up at 6 o'clock in the morning so, so that I can pray? And, 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 and the vicar said, get yourself an alarm. <laughs> Take a bit of initiative. And what is, 
What does Paul say here? Now, he's right to the point. He says, put to death the flesh. Wow. What does he say? So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sin. And, and, and then he says this in verse um, 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature. Friends, when I first came to Christ, I, by an act of repentance, and it all begins with repentance, friends. You know, by an act of repentance, I crucified, I, I said goodbye to the, the old nature, I put it upon a cross, and I don't intend to take the nails out. I crucify, and I believe that I've got to do that daily. I, every day, I've got, to, I've got to remind myself that I have crucified that old nature. I am done with that old nature. It is a new life that I have now in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> but we battle, don't we? My, my favorite Christian author, uh, um, he, he is making reference to what he says in Galatians chapter 6. He talks about sowing to the flesh or sowing to uh, the spirit, uh, which is comparable to what he's talking about here in Galatians chapter 5. But John Stott, he's, he's my favorite author, and he, and he says this about sowing to the flesh. He says, to sow to the flesh is to pander to it, to cuddle it and stroke it instead of crucifying it. The seeds we sow are largely thoughts and deeds. Every time we allow our mind to harbor a grudge, nurse a grievance, entertain an impure fantasy, or wallow in self-pity, we are sowing to the flesh. Every time we linger in bad company whose insidious influence we know we cannot resist, every time we lie in bed where we ought to be up and praying, every time we read pornographic literature, every time we take a risk which strains our self-control, we are sowing, we are sowing to the flesh. You know what I'm talking about, as much as I know what I'm talking about. We've got to crucify that nature. And then, and here's, here's the good news, we've got to embrace, embrace the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Have you noticed how often the Apostle Paul talks about the Spirit in this passage of Scripture? The Spirit. He says, live by the Spirit. He goes on and he talks about live by the Spirit. And he says, keep in step with the Spirit. You see, I believe that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, always points us in the direction of holiness. <laughs> I believe that the Holy Spirit, who once convicted of our sin, continues to convict us of our sin when we, we know that we're doing things that might be uh, feeding the flesh, as it were. So I believe that the Holy Spirit is there to help us. But I also believe that we need to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Let me try to illustrate that. I'll give you one, hopefully, a very... Simple illustration. You're reading a, a book that's not very wholesome, and you just feel that the Spirit is saying, this is feeding the, the old nature. Or you're watching a program on television, 
And it's, in, it's amazing how often we're alone when we're watching certain programs that we shouldn't be watching. But the Spirit begins to say to us, this is feeding the old nature. It is feeding the, 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 the nature, that, that, the fallen nature of you. you. You need to switch that off or you need to turn it over. So the Spirit is coming to our aid, but you know what? I've got to do something. I've got to take the initiative. I've got to keep in step with the Spirit. I've got to turn the television off or put the book down. And when I do that, I believe... I'm keeping in step. I don't want to become technical, but I do believe that. We, we keep in step with the Spirit when we obey his promptings. He's not just going to come to us without us keeping in step with him. He's not, the Holy Spirit doesn't come like, like to us like Superman to, to Lois. What was the name of his girlfriend in Superman movies? Lois somebody knowing she was falling down. It just doesn't happen like that. We've got to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Time is going on. And as we do that, the fruit of the Spirit comes to, comes to the fore. Um, I've seen this, I've seen this uh, story um, a, a couple of times. Um, two little Indian boys was talking to a Cherokee Indian. He was their grandfather. Incidentally, I've, I've got a, a friend um, who has Cherokee background. You might wonder why I've got no hair. Well, she took my scalp many, many years ago. But she's Cherokee background. Two little grandsons were saying, or rather the grandfather was saying to, um, to the grandchildren, there's two wolves within us. One wolf represents anger and jealousy and all of the bad stuff. And, and, and the other wolf, he's fighting with this, this wolf within us. And the other wolf speaks of love and joy. And the grandchildren were intrigued by their grandfather's story, and they said, Grandfather, what wolf won? The grandfather said, The one that you feed. <laughs> the nature that you feed will succeed. And if you put to death the misdeeds of the body, and if you keep in step with the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, will, will have the ascendancy in your life. So I, I want that to be true of me, don't you? Love, joy, all those wonderful things. I, I want to say, and once again, it's a battle. It's going to be an ongoing battle. But with the help of God and with a little bit of initiative on our behalf, the Holy Spirit can have the ascendancy in our, in our lives, bringing forth the, the fruit and the character of Jesus Christ. Are you up for this? Oh, good. 